from the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel in Dublin, Ireland. You're listening to the award-winning What's the Story podcast. Now, here's your hosts, Danny Murray and Graham Merrow Merrigan. Hello and welcome along to chapter 61. 61. Like the news of what's the yes. podcast. <laughs> yes, I love 61 news. Oh man, up Brian Dobson, up Sharon. Literally up Sharon. Oh. <laughs> oh. I was on the plane one time and I seen Brian Dobson and I went, all right, Wayne. <laughs> all right, Wayne. <laughs> Where the hell did I get you Wayne from? absolute cabbage. <laughs> I was coming back from Italy and I was like, there's Wayne Dobson. <laughs> I went, all right, Wayne. <laughs> and he's oh, looking at God. me. He didn't even respond. Those are the dulcet tones of the one and only Graham Merrill American. Good evening, Danny. I'm absolutely great, Graham. You didn't ask. You didn't ask. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> How are you? Just thought I'd answer it anyway, seeing as though you didn't ask. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was waiting um, for our, our special host. Guest yeah, well, that's you have to, to ask you. You have to build up to this, and this man deserves to be built up too. I consider him the fourth member of the band. <laughs> that he was the third member. Well, Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay. Gone's out up the pole. <laughs> <laughs> Bun in the oven. She doesn't have the time. Um, setting the trend here. This is your hat trick. So we have a hat trick ball for you. Lovely. Do you bring it? No, it's at home. It's at home. Typical Graham. I bet you sold it. Well, I mean, that was what I was saying. <laughs> Wash our mouth now. It's only, exactly. it's only three minutes in. So, look. Graham forgot your ball, but nobody... That's listen to this podcast. I could forget your previous <laughs> chapters. The Christmas special and the Patrick's Day special. <laughs> we figured, you know what? It doesn't need to be a special occasion to bring him back. He just he merits just being here. It's the one and the only. Gary Mackle. Thank you very you? much. That is that's the most fantastic thing anyone has ever said about me. <laughs> Probably put our gym could see this now. <laughs> be stunned. We'll send it to him. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, the brothers. What would Brother yeah. James say now? Something along the lines of, what are you doing with that asshole? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Mr. T. <laughs> I, look, I like Brother Jim. He was always a good man to me. Like. He's actually on Twitter, lads. Is he? Yeah. He's on Facebook. <coughs> He's on the book, yeah. I'm friends with him on the book. Friends with him on the book. Yeah. Really? I, seen him, I see him most days actually walking. When I'm coming home from work, he's gone walking away from the school. Is he yeah. still up in the gaff behind the, the church up Didn't in Cline? They, they, they moved, yeah. Himself, brother Fred, brother Mike, and brother Jerry. Jerry. Oh, I forgot Jerry's Father name. Mike. Father Mike. Father Mike. Great people, lovely people. And they they downgraded good, you. They ran a good school, in fairness to them. They ran a great school, yeah, yeah. to be fair. Put up with a lot of shit yeah. from certain people from the Glenavon, uh, <laughs> in around the courts area there. Yeah. The Ridge Hall students seem to do. Ridge Hill. <laughs> Hill, <laughs> they seem to be all right. Nobody in Oakton, no. No, sure. We were, we were the other side. You see, go away. The houses were a bit more pricier and <laughs> bit, two cars in the drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Speaking of places that have multiple cars in the drive, the beautiful metropolis of Cluny, exactly where we sit right metropolis now. Metropolis is a great word. It is. It is. Just look, lads. You may have seen some nice things in your life, but you haven't experienced the luxuries of a castle. Until you sit in the surroundings of beautiful Fitzpatrick's Castle. I mean, like, like uh, the, the words, it's simple. Right, look, have you been to the Vatican? Have you seen the Sistine Chapel? Mm-hmm. Forget it. You haven't lived until you've seen the Library Bar. You know what I mean? You've eaten a Michelin star restaurant. Have you? Have you? 
Because the Michelin man knows nothing about the dungeon bar and grill. <laughs> and he really should. And you should ask when you come to the studio of What's the Story podcast. We do studio tours now. Yeah, oh. but it's, it's high security. and <laughs> They might let you in. <laughs> you know. Um, Graham sleeps here now. So. And is there like a cash check done at the end of each tour? If there is, I'm not aware of it. But mm. Mr. American will probably... He has a fanny pack around him there. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a fanny pack. Just, yeah. just, just to confirm that. If you are fortunate enough to experience the bottomless barbecue this summer, you'll know exactly what we're talking about when we say everything up here is simply fantastic. <laughs> so check out fitzpatrickcastle.com. <laughs> check them out on Facebook. Book a night, lads. Weekend. Look, the October Bank Holiday mm. weekend. What a time of year to escape the little feckers knocking on your door asking for sweets. Bring all the sweets to the hotel. Book yourself a room. Treat your partner. Treat yourself. Love life. It's Patrick's Castle Hotel. Done. Do you bring the two kids trick-or-treating? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got you. Yeah. How, is it, how is it down there, Clough? Yeah, it's grand. There's this house in the estate took it to the next level last year. The lights <laughs> and sound effects and all outside and the three young lads who live in the house who are dressed as it, the clown. Scaring the right shit the out of people. Really? Man. Yeah. It, the clown? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a Stephen King character. Yeah, 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 yeah. People do have a fierce, fierce issue with clowns now. Mm. Like, there's a lot of people who, like, at the top of their list, if somebody dressed up as a giant wasp, I'd be terrified. But a clown, I can't. Yeah, don't manage. get it myself. The uh, giant wasp. Imagine someone dressed up as a giant wasp. I wouldn't be able for that shit, man. <laughs> um, do, you, do you ever remember the Tipples in Woodville? No. The Tipples. Don't be naming family by names. That's how, that's how them tribunals happen. No, they're, <laughs> they're a great family. Um, they used to go really above and beyond uh, Halloween. Like their garden, it's at the very. When you're, when was you that were, the family where they they, they lived in Wildville, but the the daughter used to get a lift up to school anyway? No, that was no, oh. that was somebody else. Okay. Again, don't be naming names. <laughs> That's how tribunals happen. <laughs> no, that was that was the one in <laughs> That was that was ridiculous. I mean, she should have been walking up. I used to be pushing by her house up a big hill, and then she'd be getting in the ridiculous. car and waving at me. You should have got a towel after them up the hill. No, so Mr. Tipple. So anyway. Hang on, she only lived mere feet away from. Film. She lived the equivalent of Marky. Well, no, well, there's people who don't know these people and don't know the geographic location of this. Listen, so she could have spat picture. and hit A2. That's <laughs> so she, she lived a mere fart away from the yeah. school. And, and she, she was getting a lift up. Jesus. That's so, what's wrong with society today, yeah. you know? Um, the Tipples in Oilville used to go above and beyond for Halloween. They lived at the top of her road. Um, and they had a real enclosed area, real bushes, leaves falling down. And you'd go in at Halloween. and they'd Paint put, a picture with his boards. They'd put on a, they'd put on a show like... They'd come, they'd have, you wouldn't be just going in to get your stuff and go. They'd bring you into the house, they'd feed you cookies. Into the mic, Graham. They'd, they'd feed you, uh, <laughs> Will you sit into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was good, lads. <laughs> I'd be very wary of somebody bringing me into the house for cookies at Halloween. Well, no, you shouldn't be, because yeah. they're wonderful people. There is a fantastic house over in Bayview. That yeah. every year sets up a haunted house. And, uh, did they do something at Christmas as well? I didn't think he? they might, but they yeah. definitely do it at, at Halloween. And uh, you pay, like, I think you just throw money in a bucket and he puts all the money to charity. And uh, yeah, he goes all out for it, like, all out. The tables are better. It's brilliant. I wouldn't have the time or the interest to, no. to get involved in all that. I, I'm on. the type of person to put a Christmas tree up on the 23rd of December just so that the neighbours don't think of being murdered. <laughs> there's no there's no tree up I wonder is everything alright what day like? do you put the tree up or do you, does your mum and dad put it up about the 23rd of December really yeah, couldn't be. it's a tree for god's sake if there's little sprags running around put it up for them yeah, if yeah there's I'll, not, I'll agree with that 
enjoy your fucking packet of eclairs and your tea and yeah. fucking get on with it. Look, nah, no, look I'm happy. Look, don't be Grinches. Look, so, no, I'm not being a Grinch at all. Look, from... No, I disagree with anybody who starts the Christmas thing before December. I, yeah. I don't think you should. As you say, if, the, if there are chiselers in your life, embrace Her, the shit out Because yeah. there's a bit of magic there. Still, yeah. if you have chiselers, and, you shouldn't be doing I, in November. I'm not a fan of chiselers, but even I will step back and say you know what this is for them let them at it like absolutely yeah you, you, you wouldn't st- have you got glitter in your beard <laughs> where were you before we started recording i was out in the grafton barber like <laughs> <laughs> but Jen, there was literally shimmering off your mustache there are you serious he definitely got his teeth done i don't give a fuck what anyone says you did you did down at smile dental down in bray were you? i didn't you did get them done I'm I ringing did, Jennifer. I did not get my teeth did, done. I know for a fact you didn't. Don't lie. Pre- Don't look at me in the eye and lie. Yeah. Ever. I'm not looking. Coming in here with your shiny teeth and your shiny beard. Brown, you, Brown Thomas have a I section of their window. Now that's ridiculous. No, that's, now? That's, yeah. Yes. Excuse me, now. There's yes. decorations. Yeah, yes. their, their Christmas yoke is already up yeah. and running. In August. In August. You are kidding me. Into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was done last week. I'm as close to the mic as you are. No, you're Higher talking. the mic you're talking, No, you're talking away from it. You're like that. You're like that. You need to talk into it. So if you're turning towards me, just angle it a bit better. So. You're acting up now in front of me. You're not list. out in the IWA now. <laughs> with your cronies. <laughs> shuffling yeah. the tickets around so there's no trace. <laughs> i tell you how they didn't stick them rows with flea tickets on them. How we got away with that. <laughs> tell you now. I'd love to. I should have been an escort for the rows with flea. <clears throat> yeah. Which one? <laughs> you're on fire aren't you that's the you're enjoying yourself edit this you? out if you want the money I took on the fucking Rose of Tralee was ridiculous people gambling on it oh, why would you want to edit that well don't put it in if you want no oh yeah I can totally imagine people really? gambling on that I, I, I was stunned like anything at all that people can see an outcome I'd say like, and, and novelty stuff like Eurovision must take a fierce amount of money yeah, you, you do well to put, I mean, Rose of Tralee, and be, just because people say they live in Wicklow, they're back in the Wicklow Rose. Yeah. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. She wouldn't get a kick in a stampede, but, I mean, they were, <laughs> they were backing her. Like, I mean, yeah. backing her, like. Really? Like, clear your mortgage shit, like, something. Shut Jesus, up. Man. Honestly. Are you serious? Mad. 55 to 1, she was. That's bananas. Mm. I don't understand, because. They don't do a four-second tour, do they? Just first. No, just first. Um, and only. You see, the Rose of Tralee, it isn't, like. You know, like with Missy Universe or whatever, it's a lot easier, I think, go, like, she's 11 out of 10, that one, like. Rosalie really doesn't really care so much about looks. Mm. So then it's down to personality, and personality's complete, like, it's more objective than looks are. So you're basing it on these, what, five judges who all get a say on who's going to be Miss Congeniality 2016, like. Mm. The people love it, though. I don't know, throwing away your money, I think. There's better things to gamble on. It's, it's a, it's a ratings hit, isn't it? They love it, yeah. They yeah. love I it. I love how nobody ever watches it yet. every year. It's like 1.3 million people tuned <laughs> yeah. in. I wouldn't watch that shite now. No, I wouldn't, no. I love to, to catch it. someone watching it. Yeah. Now that they would deny that they watch it. You One used to be mad into it, didn't you? I did, uh, do you know what it is? I think this year's Eurovision has turned me off about Eurovision and Rose of Tralee. Ukraine didn't deserve to win. That was a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Now, it was an insult to cheesy pop songs that that piece of shit won. But it's well, more about the performance and the fucking art of it now. Then it's it's look. There's a lot of things up. It's apparently about, but I just I thought the performance, the song, the singer, and the fact that it was political and it was a political song and it shouldn't have been allowed. 
to me, it, it just upset me. It upset me more than the, the so-called block voting that was going on for years. I You'd wonder, was, in 20 years' time, will mm-hmm. the likes of Eurovision Rose Tradies still be going? I, they're getting more popular, so I yeah. Think, I think the Rose Tradies will, but I think Eurovision's existence will be there, but I think it's going to change. I think the format is going to be completely different. Australia were in it this year, weren't they? Second Two years ago. ago. Jesus Second year in a row, yeah. And they won't let the Irish fucking work over there. I know, yeah. So there huh? you go. We're letting their singers come over here. And yeah. In fairness, it's a good song, I have to say. The thing about Rose Chalet is that it's getting bigger every year. Viewership. Uh, yeah. So like, I can't see it. But they've been clever about it. This year they incorporated Snapchat. Did they? Yeah, this year they had people sending in Snapchats and then every so often they'd jump back to Will Leahy behind the curtain and he'd be showing what people are sending. So remember you were saying there, you, you love catching people watching it when they shouldn't mm-hmm. be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody sent in a Snapchat of three lads who, like, they probably said they were watching the Dundalk match, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. They were parving at the girls. Three of them panned <laughs> out on the sofa watching the lovely girls, you know? I, so, I usually have it on the background, but no, I didn't this year. No, I only watched, I dipped in and out of it this year. Normally I'd sit there and I'd be live tweeting it and everything, like, but I only dipped in and out this year. It wasn't, didn't do it for me now. Well, maybe next year they'll step it up a level. <laughs> Hopefully, Gary. Hopefully. Uh, if they get Danny as the host. No, no, he's a good man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I like remember to take actually, job like, Frank, and it's not Frank, it's Frank, telling me Oh, that, Brides of Frank. Oh, God, yeah. yeah Were you yeah. on Brides of Frank? Uh, 2.3 million viewers later <laughs> after five shows. Yeah, right. It was, yeah. I, can, right. I have an email there. Mm, Don't yeah. draw me out on that. Um, <laughs> Don't draw me out. Frank presented an award show with Dahi down in, in Cork. I don't know what it was. And he said the women were like flies around shit with Dahi. It's the charisma okay. and the personality. He does ooze a certain sort yeah, of... Yeah, there's something about him. You know? I'd love to see his pubic line. <laughs> Just to see what kind of shape it is. Because it's definitely... It, like, it, it wouldn't be bushy. No, no. You know, it'd be kind of... I, w- I would imagine Dahi O'Shea is the type of man, and I mean... You are, right? So there's a pig coming into the studio there. Trying to get away from David Cameron. His pubic line. <laughs> It's yeah, a big line, like underneath the bed. I know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Why would you want to see? It? Just, like, just to see the, the shape. What does like. that tell in someone's character? Well, he's he might be a you know a, a, a culty. How are you doing? How are you doing? And, but underneath the clothes, what are the ladies seeing? Do you know what I mean? Well, he's a married man. He's now. a married man. He's a married man now. Former so, Rose, he goes out with. Uh, yeah. Uh, the lovely reader, as Paddy McKenna of last week told us, to quote himself, is that the lesbian? <laughs> yeah, good man, Graham. Well done on that one. Um, you had a march outside. There was a rose this year who uh, demanded we repeal the eight. Fair play for. Mm. Um, I've seen that, yeah. Then there was com- 10 complaints into RTE for to, it. And somebody has started a campaign to bombard RTE with compliments for the rose as opposed oh, really? to complaints. Yeah. And Mary Kennedy, he was a judge and I was giving her a stick about it. Ah, she needs to go away. Mm. People should be allowed to say. Like, if, if another Rose got up there and said, no, look, we need to keep the eight, would she have moaned then? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on, let people talk. That's the only thing. There's no need to bring like. politics into the Rose Chalet. Oh, I would just stop. But th- I think there wasn't a... Dahi asked her about women's rights, and that's when she brought it up. As you said last yeah. week, I'm dreading the whole debate, so... Oh, yeah, look, I don't want to get back we into move that. on. Um, it's for another day. It's it for is. another day. Not with Kerry Mackle. <laughs> we land ourselves in hot water there. I haven't think. actually looked into it that much, and... Yeah. I don't really have an opinion as of yet. Keywords. He's a bit of force to know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't doubt it. Do you know what really, really has irritated me, lads? And this week I had an experience of it that uh, 
it just made me just really resent the fact that Premier League football is back. I've seen a grown man wearing a long sleeve football jersey and tracksuit pants belonging to that football club. Why? There's a there's definitely a cut off point for jerseys and yeah. Jesus, don't get me wrong. Wore them over the years. Loved them. Oh yeah. They wash and wash and wash. Yeah. They're fantastic. <laughs> they wash and wash. You, do, you, know, you get your money's worth. People you get your money's worth. But quid, just def- there's definitely cut off point. I seen Wonderful. a fella last week New United jersey, two Premier League badges on each sleeve, Martial on the back. I, I think he even walked like Martial. I know Martial walks like Terminator. <laughs> and I just thought, mate, you're a bit old. Now I'm yeah. not. You know, whatever you're into, but I mean, I, I, I have no problem with somebody who has a jersey. And if they're going to the stadium, they throw it on because you're getting involved in the fanfare and blah, 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 blah. So if you're going to a match, like, you're a League of Ireland fan, as we've talked about before. If you were over shares, you throw it on heading to Tala Stadium or whatever. Which I do. Backwater. Am I allowed to do that? That's fine. Because you're going to the stadium. You're going to a ground specifically to watch it. But if you're popping down the shops to get a pint of milk, and in the morning you make a conscious decision to pull on your best Liverpool tracksuit pants and put on the 2014 jersey because you like that one the best. Now, someone check yourself. Where did you see such man? In Ballybracket, I'm ashamed to say. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say. I am ashamed to say. Um, it was Ballybracket Village, funnily enough. So no doubt he was heading into one of the local public houses. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge you know? chance that he doesn't actually work. So he, he probably just <laughs> owns... <laughs> How is there a huge chance he doesn't work? Because well, yeah, I mean, the plebs, the plebs flock to these things, you know I mean? don't they? Look, don't try and be Mr. Bradley Breck. You know what I'm talking about. There's a huge chance he doesn't work. There's a huge chance Danny said he probably pulled out to 2013, 2014 just because it looks rapid on him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think there's a, I, I'd be with Danny on this, and I think there's a cut-off point, kind of 12, 13 years of age. I was gonna, I'd, I'd be willing to say kind of mid-teenage years, I think you need to start phasing them out big mm-hmm. style. If you're 16, 17, 18 and you're still wearing football jerseys, just out and about, no. Do you own a Rovers jersey, for instance? Yeah, two. Of of two, like, that I still wear. So would you wear it casually? I'd wear it around the house. Yeah, That's fine, that's around the house. If you're going for a few points up to the eye go. No. Or well, a few gems and ginger ales or whatever you're at. With a slice of lime. Would you wear it? Two ice cubes? No. Okay. Why, Why not? I don't know. Is it, it's because, just, is it because Rovers are associated with trouble and probably get barred from the pub? <laughs> Should up be a dope. No, I, 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 if I was going out for a drink, I wouldn't wear a football jersey or a tracksuit right. or anything like that. But if 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 your team is on, if you follow the English Premier League and your team's on Sunday afternoon at four o'clock and you're going to the pub, mm-hmm. I think that's the same as going to the no, stadium. No, Jesus Christ. No, no, no. No, if you're if, if you're if, if you're, you're going to support your team, I think you're allowed to wear your colours. No, because then you're probably the same person that calls them mank scum. No, despite what, no. the fact that you're from Dublin and you've probably been in Manchester twice in your life, or you've been in Liverpool twice in your life, and you're referring to. I'd uh, agree with you on that. I like don't get me wrong. Look, I, I follow English football. I'm a United fan, like, and I think United fans are just as bad as anybody else when it comes to this whole calling somebody scum because they support another team, like. That's not bad there. That's just you being a fucking idiot. Like, well, go back and Gary Mackle's tweets there, and you might see a bit of that language. Bit of which? It's calling opposing fans scum. Would you be down that crack, Gary? Would you? I don't think I would. No. If I'm trying, like, I mean, if someone's winding me up, <laughs> but I, I never randomly <laughs> which is quite easy. Fucking Liverpool wankers, any of that shit. Our scouts are. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. When they lost two 0 to Burnley, I, I waited about ten o'clock that night. Is anybody know how Liverpool get on? You know, for for the wind up, put them in. Yeah. See, that's that, that is and that's banter. different. That is banter. But just putting up an antagonist, or you know, people who who bring up the Hillsborough disaster or the Munich disaster, just cause. You know, but I, by the same token, I think the argument that you know some people would say, well, sure, you, you're Irish and you support an English football team. That's a silly what argument, I mean, to be honest. You can follow an English football team. You can follow whoever you want. Yeah, you know what I mean? What, are we going to give out to people who follow the NFL as well? Exactly. No, you can follow who you want. No, but the, yeah. I thought it was telling last week when <clears throat> uh, our guest Paddy McKenna was saying that um, he's an Everton supporter all his life. And when he went over to Goodison Park, he just felt no emotional attachment. Yeah. And then he almost found like he was questioning himself. Why am I supporting Everton? All these people are from here. Yeah. And they they love they have an emotional attachment they love this city they love this club I'm from the Midlands in Ireland yeah yeah like, do you know that made sense to me yeah I, I like I kind of fell out as I say I've, I've fallen out of love of football I, I'm not half as into it as I used to be Um, I, I am more so into rugby now but even now I'm starting to get a little bit fed up with rugby like this is the first season in six years that I haven't renewed my season ticket with Leinster and why is that? I just felt last year that it wasn't worth it anymore and that uh, they do certain things that I really, really dislike. For example, they they play their big games in the Aviva as opposed to the RDS and they do this thing where they try to force atmosphere and I think it's highly insulting to the to the fans. So like they're playing they're gonna be playing Munster in the Aviva in October, I think it is. October the eighth. Tickets on sale now. Um <laughs> so what'll happen there, if they follow the last couple of years, friend, and it wrecks my head is they'll get in this shit band who'll be playing music beforehand, which you're forced to listen to. So you can't talk to your mate beside you because this is playing over the PA system. And whoever is monitoring the PA system can't do the levels right because probably they wouldn't pay for somebody who actually has a sound engineering degree. They got Paddy from the back room to just push the buttons, <laughs> right? And then you have this situation... Say what you really feel. Then you have this Rant situation City. where they try to get chants going during the match through this band. So, like, last year, they had this absolute shit heap of a band who were, like, banging their drum, like, trying to get a Leinster chant going and trying to get a sing-song going in the middle of a match. And I'm like, firstly, no. Let the fa- like let the atmosphere create itself, like. And secondly, you're actually distracting me from the match now. Like, mm. it's getting really annoying. But they also have done things like they've had cheerleaders. One year, they were playing Claremont, and it was just before Christmas in a Heineken Cup game. And they had Santa in a blue Santa suit descend from the top of the Aviva on a rope. And I'm like, this bullshit needs to stop. We're losing matches. Nobody cares about this pageantry. Do you, Do you feel it's becoming Americanized slightly, maybe? <sighs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going for this All kind NFL of... NFL stuff. This kind of grand show, as opposed to just letting the rugby talk. Mm. I went to Stade Francais play Claremont in Paris when I was there. And it was the complete opposite. It was literally just rugby outside the stadium. There was fans drinking and they had like a kind of, I don't know what you'd call it, like a, a, a little park for... Tailgating? No, not not, well, not really tailgate. no. But like, there was just stuff going on. Like, So they had like little things of like tag rugby or like things you can win prizes by like throwing the rugby ball through the hole or whatever for kids and things like that to help trying to get people in the human and all. But once you get into the stadium, it was just rugby. Yeah, they had a DJ playing music or like just music playing over the PA, but that was fine. It was just a CD or a DJ or whatever. It wasn't a shit band that heard that's playing shit music that is just annoying. Shouldn't be there. It doesn't, doesn't add anything yeah, to the experience. They're trying too much, aren't they? Yeah, they're trying too hard. When, yeah, I agree. Let it let um, it naturally run. You know, and that, that wrecks my head. Like, I've, 
I, I was at Ireland versus France in the Stade de France as well. Uh, Brian O'Driscoll's last match. It was an emotional day for me. And again, like it wasn't like they had David Guetta playing. They just had some DJ. I don't even know if he's actually playing the decks or not. He was just standing, like moving the decks, but it didn't seem to be going rhythm with the song at all. But the entire like they had a like they dipped the lights, so it turned into this rave, and the entire stadium went mental for it. That worked. That was amazing. Mm. But cheerleaders and flames and it's just not what you, what you want in Dublin, like. Um. You know? Do you wear your Leinster jersey? No. Other than <coughs> the match? No. 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 Well, I haven't bought a Leinster jersey, and I don't know. Cubes, actually, your girlfriend bought me a Leinster jersey a couple of years ago, but I haven't worn Oh. Not purely because I'm averse to, like, firstly, I, I never earned the right to, to play for Leinster. <laughs> so why should I wear a jersey? <laughs> you know? What's the difference with, let's say, I'm wearing a Paddy Hewlihan t shirt, you're wearing a Mike Tyson t shirt, yeah. they're sports stars. What's the difference? It's a t shirt, man. So I'm, I'm wearing a River Island t-shirt just <laughs> showing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not River yeah. Island, it's pennies. I mean, like, I, I could be wearing a U2 t-shirt here. Like, I mean, Yeah, but what's the, what's the, what is that difference? Just because it's a t-shirt and not a replica jersey? Yeah, and I'm not going to put my name on the back of a t-shirt. I'm not being a full kit wanker. And he doesn't have a tattoo over his eye like Tyson. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm not going around knocking out women. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have any problem with people wearing... I think like a Saturday night going to the pub and you're wearing a football jersey, you might need to look at yourself, but... I just um, think if you're, if you're a grown-up, you're a grown man, stop wearing football jerseys. There are 101... Say that to me, that's face. Okay, Mark Merrigan, stop wearing a football jersey. Oh, you say behind you're the mic. You'll say behind <laughs> the mic. Can you invite Mark into the studio next week? No, we're all right. <laughs> Bring him there. <laughs> no. <laughs> we rang him on the Christmas special. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's yours again, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would make things worse, though, if someone was wearing, like, a United jersey, United tracksuit, and a pair of Crocs? A pair of Crocs? That'd make it worse. Yeah, I've never owned a pair of Crocs. I don't think I will. Yeah. I'd say I fiddle, don't get it. I'd say Fiddle would have a pair of Crocs. I see a lot of chefs wearing them, which would suggest to me that they're what? comfortable. Chefs, chefs, yeah. Kooks. Yeah, I actually have, yeah. yeah. So it would suggest to me that they're quite comfortable because they're on their feet all day, you know what I mean? The air is but getting at, at your feet as well. Maybe, yeah, actually, you know, that could mm. be playing a big part in it. I was driving up and there was a, there was a man uh, pushing his, his daughter and he was wearing Crocs. And I was like, no way, this has to stop. Yeah. Where was he from? I would say he was from the metropolis of Colony. He didn't, because okay. it just looked like he was out for a, an evening stroll. Because nobody had walked through Ballybrack wearing Crocs. No, nobody in Ballybrack wearing Crocs. Unless they were a tourist. Or if they were walking through Ballyrack wearing Crocs, they're clearly renting somewhere. <laughs> because they, they couldn't quite get the money up to be up this neck of the woods, you know what I mean? Yeah. What, um, what was before Crocs, though? What made, just sandals? Flip-flops, maybe? Flip-flops, yeah, I mean, socks and sandals, maybe. Would that have been the... That was fiddle. Ken Early. <laughs> you always anytime Ken tweets something you're like are you wearing the, your socks and sandals Ken what a journalist by the way he is oh, he his is, football articles are ridiculous man uh, his knowledge he doesn't do enough of them no, no, no it's, what, what is, what is this, the sequence of his articles because uh, it doesn't seem like it's weekly no I, I think it's more so just I would not be surprised if he was very much sort of like just I have something for his and they put it in I don't know what his freelance-ish yeah, to an extent, mm-hmm. but on a retainer maybe. Um, mm-hmm. What I would say though is that if, uh, like, I don't believe in paywalls on any news website, but he's one of the few people that if they put a full paywall on a website, 
I'd be like, do you know what? I'd pay just to read his. I, I they have a paywall on the Irish Times now. Yeah, but you're like two read. articles a day or something. No, I think it's ten articles a week. Oh, was it a week? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I tend do. to be very clever about how we do that. <laughs> you know, if you do it through it, say say if you go on the website and you go to Ken Early and read his, uh, you go click his article. Yeah, and you're you're up with your little kind of uh, you're up with your ten um, articles per week. Yeah. But if you go into Ken's tweet, it'll open up. Uh, yeah. That's but, mad, isn't it? Because you've gone through something Different. that's re- redirecting you. Same way, look, I'm not I'm not encouraging people to to avoid paywalls. I'm not encouraging people to <laughs> manipulate Such a systems. Well, here's how you do it. <laughs> look, lads, all I'm saying is there's an incognito mode out there and there's different internet browsers out there and there's all sorts of ways you can hide an IP address and get past any paywall you want. <laughs> so the Irish, Irish Times main website is picking up your IP address and it's fucking you back out basically if you've read more than 10 or whatever. <sighs> That's just one of the ways they do it. But look, all I'm saying is I can get around the paywall if I want because there's and different you do. ways and means. You know what I mean? I tend to mainly read it when I'm in work if I'm being honest because, you know, I might as well do it there at home. His uh, exactly, yeah. His re his recall for stats and all that are crazy in his articles. Fascinating. It's it's the ability to to not only be able to research effectively, but to pull that research and put it coherently into an article and make a flow. Like he's just he's brilliant. He's a good journalist, man. Good proper journalist. Like I remember when David Moyes got the United job, he wrote an article as to why it won't work. Yeah. And as to why he won't finish the season at Manchester United and. I mean, fast forward seven months and he got it to the T. Yeah. Really? Yeah, like frightening. I mean, he should have put money on it. I hope he did. See, th- it's it's work like that that I think people need to realise that journalism is, it's a skill, it's an art. Like Anybody can write for any sort of blog or website. There's an awful lot that use the so-called citizen journalism kind of way of doing things, which essentially is any Tom, Dick or Harry writes a blog and they send it in, spelling mistakes and all, grammar mistakes and all. Their editor takes a look at it, sticks a headline on it, and bangs it on the web. So he's thinking, "Here we go, that'll get us hits." And are they getting paid for that? The Tom, Dick, and Harry look. Probably not. No, no, they're doing it for their byline. Whereas the website, if there's adverts on it and every hit that comes in and that generates, yeah, they would. It's a it's a cruel game, man. Yeah, it's a cruel. Print yep. journalism is dead and gone. Print journal, forget about print journalism. Everything is moving digital, and people can't keep up with it. And that's why you have this bullshit situation where people aren't getting paid for work. The Independent in England went digital, didn't they? They're, they're they did. No longer paper, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot on there. Like, look, if the Wall Street Journal is suffering, everybody's suffering. So. Do you know, I didn't like. Uh, the only one that's not Sports Illustrated. Sorry. I was on Sports Illustrated, the lads that I featured on. The very ones of oh, John yeah. Wertheim, who also featured on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and the reason being, they have a simple, <laughs> simple business model, and that is the quality that they print the paper on is absolute garbage because they know people are more so in, except for when they do like a swimsuit issue or something like that they know that their quality will stand out but also it's fine because is that magazine or newspaper? magazine okay but most magazines are a dying breed like how many magazines do you remember from your kid from when you were a kid that aren't around aren't anymore around, yeah. you know match shoe top of the pops whatever it was you were into probably but now Bunty or no, I was into Sugar Power Cosmo, oh, Power Cosmo. Cosmo. My, no. my first accounting magazine <laughs> what? My first accounting. That's as you I had. No, you were into all like, how, well, how, it. No, I didn't have it. No. In brackets, how, how to swindle money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how to cook the books. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing I uh, sometimes didn't like about Ken was his MMA articles because I think he had his mind made up about the sport and he was writing that 
from that angle. I never knew he wrote about MMA till he was on this podcast. Mm. And he was very passionate about it, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd only just got into it, obviously, because of Connor, but mm. I wish we had us talking to him more about football. Yeah, he absolutely put me in my place when I couldn't think of the words to describe Dana White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, he called him he's kind of like a love of loaf no he's not yeah. <laughs> like, alright that's the wrong word to shit but I couldn't backtrack like I was just he caught me Dana White isn't a love of loaf what I was trying to say is he's a likeable dickhead <laughs> that's what I actually wanted to say but did he call him a megalomaniac he did say there's yeah, a hint did, of megalomaniac yeah. Yeah. and I can see exactly where he come from and events since we spoke to Ken i.e. the Ariel Helwani case yeah. would kind of support that theory yeah yeah definitely I like I, look, I still like Dana White just saying Speaking of UFC and all that, what a scrap at the weekend, oh, lads, last weekend. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm not a fan at all, but I watched that. That McGregor-Diaz fight was, was bonkers. It was fantastic. It aged it? me about 20 years. It was a nervous yeah. wreck. Even like when he when he knocked them down a few times, it was like, finish him, finish him. I had a, can't watch another three rounds of this. I had an accumulator on of uh, Cerrone to win by KO, uh, Garbrandt to win by KO, Rumble Johnson to win by KO. No way. And Connor to win by KO. Ah, if are it, they all up apart from that one? Apart, yeah, and when he was knocking them down every time, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it never came to be, sadly. Does there be loads of money on the UFC now? More yeah, so? man, in the last two years, it's just blown up. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there was four different coupons in the shops for UFC. Really? The weekend gone, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, you know... There was more UFC coupons than Premier League match day coupons. Jesus, you know, which which is which is a big deal. A lot of that money. Is. Jesus, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think as the sport grows and as people start waking up to it, obviously the gambling market for it is just going to get bigger and bigger. But I think like fools and their money are easily parted. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think people are just going to start lumping money on shit they know nothing about with that sport, and it's dangerous for them. Like, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, it, it was, was a great it was fight. A good fight man. It was a good card overall, was, you'll see too. But it was great for Connor because from the March fight, you know, he knew what he needed to do when he he did it, like with his training camp and. My knowledge on it all wouldn't be great, but I would think in the UFC fight, it it, it should go until somebody is either knocked out or submitted. <laughs> Just and keep I, going. I know there's a health element there, but I mean, yeah. really, I would say over the two fights, in Are my you? opinion, Diaz won over the two fights. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. No, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with that. He submitted him once, and then he won on point. You know, McGregor won on point, so... Yeah, but McGregor essence, was... For about for the first fight that was going on for, what, six and a half, seven minutes, Conor was on top for the majority of it, and won 3-2 on Saturday. I know, but I just think if it was outside Ziggy's, and it was two <laughs> Friday nights... <laughs> now, but bear with me on this, because this is going no, somewhere, no, right? I, I if, like this, this. if it was outside Ziggy's, and there was two lads who weren't getting on... And they scrapped the first Friday night. Yeah. And fucking Brixie O'Hara submits because Joxar has fucking lashed him out of it and he can't <laughs> take anymore. And then they come along the next Friday night, they're still not happy. Yeah. And there's another scrap. But then a bouncer steps in and says, Do you know what, lads? He's a fought enough, but Joxar, you, you're taken this week. All right. Your man the week before is has won the argument because... Because he ended it? Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. No, technically not. <laughs> but it should. But, but in my out, mind... Outside Ziggy's it does, though. <laughs> yeah. In my mind... Look, look. if, if they fight again, that'll be the... 
Here's the thing. Yeah, the, the rubber match is, is definitely happening. It's definitely going to be key. But here's the thing. Conor will finish him in the rubber match. Diaz tapped McGregor out. McGregor did, like, he actually tapped him out. Whereas this one, it was, look, it was a razor close fight, man. I'm delighted Conor won. Don't get me wrong. My initial reaction when I was watching the fight was I thought Diaz actually won it. Um, I've watched it back a good few times since because it was such a good fight. And I agree with the decision 100%. Like, but I just think that that fight was so close. They could have called it a draw. They could have said Diaz won. And I would have accepted those results too. Like, mm-hmm. Great display from Conor. And I thought Diaz was good. But I think Conor fought a clever fight. And uh, you could see he definitely learned from the first fight. That's, yeah, that's what, and that's what definitely I think learned a bit from the first admirable about it. I think halfway through the second round or the third round, maybe, it was like being in the George for the slow set. They were hugging at that <laughs> and dry humping. I they were ex- exhausted. I was surprised at the, that. The and third then, round, yeah, the third round, there was a lot of that. Kind of, They were up again the cage, kind of the, the, the dirty boxing, they call it. And then Connor started walking off. Yeah, there was, it was a resetting. Um, John McCarthy, the referee, somebody tweeted Big John saying, uh, should Connor have not had a point deducted for running away? And John McCarthy replied with something like, that wasn't running away. Watch, and you'll know the difference. Hmm. So if the referee, and like, I like Big John as a ref, I think him and Herb Dean are two he of the best. He was resetting, like. He was, you know, I think he was in trouble, so. But the, the, the question is right, in, in a sense that some judges are, have known to dock points. But you see, well, obviously, for, for a, a judge technically away, so shouldn't dock a point unless the referee tells them to dock a point, but it would certainly influence their scoring. That's what but, I mean, I don't mean dock a yeah, point. But I think other fighters would circle away Whereas Connor was actually torn on his back and kind of with his head sideways moving away intentionally. So it wasn't a perception of kind of circling out to look as if he was trying to get a bit of distance. Connor was intentionally stepping out and run, like running essentially to get distance and turning straight back into it to engage. Which was how he was putting the distance in looked different to how he would normally see somebody. Carlos Conda, for example, unconscious Carlos Conda is fighting actually. Uh, he would have just fought asked, Yeah. <laughs> Carlos Condit normally circles away from fighters and he does it quite well. Or if you want a classic example of it, the first time Michael Bisbing fought Dan Henderson, see how Bisbing is circling, but then he makes a mistake of circling to Dan Henderson's good hand and gets knocked out for that circling. Like, but um, It's mad though, the, the opinions after the fight, because I, like watching it, I was like, oh, Connor's won, definitely. I would have been shocked if Diaz yeah. would have won. I know you're saying that you would have accepted any decision. I don't think I would have. Um, I got a couple of texts off guys that would be um, well into their MMA. And Anyone who says this, if you're some of them, kind of, some of them some, you can't just put it down though. A 4 1. It was not 4 1, man. I, th- I, I think the fifth round is a bit questionable. In what sense? In that I don't think there was an outright winner in the fifth round. Well, it's a 10 point most system. I know, but I, I, I just didn't think that was. The fact though. that Diaz got the takedown at the end is what wins that round. The simple as The time. last 10 seconds, though? Doesn't make a difference. He was able to get the pound down on the ground, flatten his back. Yeah, but Connor worked harder than the last 10 seconds in that round. But the point, so did Diaz, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The point is that Connor, for those last 10 seconds, ended up on his arse with somebody on top of him. Yeah, but it's still with that in question, I think. I Definitely think it was a majority. It, it was a good. Decision. I think three two with Connor's the fair yoke, like, yeah. but I I don't think I wasn't worried. Like I don't think there's any argument for a four one. I don't think McGregor won four of those rounds. What I wasn't worried anyway when it went to the. Do changes. you think as MMA fans and, and you were watching in a few years? Do you think because he lost to Diaz in the previous fight? Do you think the fanfare has died down a little bit? No, 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 no. 
I think it's after jumping up now yeah. after Saturday. There, mm. I think no, I but think, pre, pre Saturday. No, I mm. I think it's one of them things. I think the all time greats have to lose to get that redemption factor for people to love them even more. Like, um, like the, the I've brought it up in this podcast before. The example I always jump to is Anderson Silva. Silva went unbeaten for years and years and years, and for years I just every fight I was just like I want him to lose, I want him to lose. He fought Child Son and Child battered him for four rounds, and in the fifth round, with like a minute to go, Anderson Silva tapped him out, and I was raging. I was proper raging, like, and then eventually Anderson Silva lost to Chris Weidman in a weird thing where like Anderson Silva was basically playing in the ring, like messing, pretending to be hurting all this, and then he got knocked the fuck out, like, and I was like, Anderson lost. It was weird, like. I think we so, have to put this fight into context as well, because it shouldn't have been in welterweight. Yeah, Connor's not. I a mean, the first like. Connor's not near the welterweight. Never has been a welterweight. I mean, the first fight was a ten-day notice fight, and um, Nate couldn't make one fifty-five, so Connor said, "Right, let's do one seventy if yeah. you want." So they did one seventy on Nate's. Well, stars. originally there was going to be a catchweight, but Connor said catch no. Weight, yeah. yeah. But just so before then, I was rudely interrupted, I'd like to finish sorry, I thought you were finished. Silver point. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. You didn't you're, ask. Would you sit into the microphone? I thought you were, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were finished. And no, no. Going on a monologue. Um, I, what I was getting to was the fact that Anderson lost, and it was only then I actually appreciated him as a fighter and appreciated what he had done. I think Why did for, you want him to lose? Just because he'd been winning all the time? Because he'd been winning all the time. And Your brother adores him. He does. He absolutely loves Anderson. That and you that wanted why? to see the comeback? When he lost, yeah, I yeah. I went to his next fight thinking I was going to see the comeback, and then he broke his leg in that <laughs> fight. And ever since he lost he that really that recorded. fight, it's been a downhill slope. But I've got to see him fight twice since. Both times he's lost, but I love him now. Like, like he fought when I was over in July against Daniel Cormier. He took that fight on three days' notice, fighting the light heavyweight world champion of the world. Went the distance with him, and I love him for it. Absolutely love him. But up until. What, three years ago when he lost to Chris Weidman the first time? All I wanted to do was see him lose. And then when he did lose, I was like, shit, he lost. It's sort of like it was weird for me with that. Like, But I think for a lot of people with Connor, when he lost that fight back in March, they were like, there, that shut him up. But then straight away he comes back and he's like, no, I want to get on the horse, I want to get back on this, and I want the same guy, same conditions, and I want to fight him. I think the fact that he, he, ground, he ground out the win, people are kind of like, all right then. Maybe he is legit. Maybe he is what he says he is. And it kind of just gives him that little bit more legitimacy, in my opinion. I think he Now I'm finished, Graham. Do you think he would have preferred to have knocked him out, maybe, than win on points? No, I think the tactic was to go five rounds. No, of course not. No, he wanted to knock him out. Everyone wants a knockout, but I think they were prepared for five. After the the first round, John Kavanagh said to him in the corner... Just keep doing this for the next four. He made the, I can't remember word for word, but he alluded to the fact. Let's do this for four rounds after the first round. So some of the punches that Diaz took, ridiculous. Yeah. The accuracy of his like. striking is outrageous. Yeah, and you remember Diaz is probably about 25, 30 pounds heavier than him on the night. Connor was lighter on Saturday than he was at weighing on Friday, only by about a pound. But that's still. the whole technical side I wouldn't know about. Yeah, yeah. well, it just uh, scrap, scrap. someone that's heavier throwing a punch should be. Like a, a worse It should punch. hit a, a smaller fella harder. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. But Connor dropped them three or four times. Like yeah. they were, Nate. Like Connor said, the durability in that man is outrageous. He doesn't know when to go down. It's like he's too dumb to know that. Right, I have to stay down here. Yeah, and then he was getting kicked in the in the. He kept booting him in the right leg. Yeah, yeah. That was another yeah, tactic that, that he said. Leg, yeah. Um, but I held my hands up. I enjoyed. Yeah, it a lot of people cool. did. It was. Uh, Again, I think his popularity is going to go again through the roof. 
look, LinkedIn released stats today. Did you see that? I seen that. Yeah, he's he's, he's the above, most. Um, he's above. You saying bold? Bold, yeah. And the yeah. most kind of mentioned yeah. uh, sports there and on social media. One point five million pay per view boys, they reckon, which puts it as the third highest UFC event in history. So does he have three in the top five? I think so now. Yeah, I think he does now. Yeah. Um, for speaking, a featherweight, Danny. Yeah, I know. For a featherweight, that because normally that's like it's similar to boxing. Usually, people want to see the heavyweights because that's where you see knockouts. But for a dude who fights at one hundred and forty-five pounds, so from Dublin. That, speaking um, of heavyweights, Tyson Fury, Al Foran does a ridiculous <laughs> Tyson Fury. Like, does he? Have you heard him do? Yeah, it? he I does. Can't remember. He didn't do it on this podcast. But he does a brilliant Tyson Fury. Um, what chapter was that? 50, 50, 50, I want to say 56 maybe 50. 56, 57 or 58 Yeah, one of them Check them all out Go yeah. back on the feed yeah. lads Find the Alfarn one That's it, that's it Good man, yourself Segways all the way <laughs> um, You mentioned Usain Bolt there, Graham And I want to jump to the Olympics oh, Because man. they were an Shambles. absolute nice Shit show <laughs> Shit show <laughs> More fucking arrests than medals <laughs> Jesus lads There was oh, more arrests yeah, than for, medals For Ireland there was, yeah Absolutely ridiculous. See, this I still don't right. know what Pahik he's guilty of. He's guilty of ticky tout. <laughs> Did you not that- see the emails? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. <laughs> like he, like right. We- but come here. Do you know what this is now? So we've just started a topic. Yeah. And he is now denying that the man at the top <laughs> <laughs> could be responsible for anything. Could so you stop the lights? Fast forward in 12 years' time when he's on the board of the IWA. Oh, it will listen. not be on Lenny And there's bars. a big tournament and something goes missing. <laughs> you, you'll have tickets in your back pocket. I'm telling you. No, I just, I just mean, I, there's some journals I've been reading where kind of saying that what he's been arrested for isn't the crime in Ireland or something like that. And maybe it's not, but it's a yeah. crime where he was. And yeah. look, it, it might not be a crime in Ireland, but if you're going to a country, and let, they've known the Olympics is going to be there for quite a while. Yeah. So, I mean, if you know where it's going to be and you know that they don't appreciate that kind of carry on over there, then don't fucking do it. Simple mm. as that. I've no sympathy for the man. Oh, so, what were the emails? So, there's the ticket company, which is separate to the. the, the They're a hospitality company, yeah. are they? And his son is involved with the ticket company yeah. and has been for the last few years. So. I think that the whistle was blown and families were saying, look, we can't get tickets through our own country. Paddy Warren's parents to, couldn't. To go and see. Hang, hang on. Olive Lochnan, four-time Olympian. She's represented this country at four Olympics and has only ever been given one ticket for her family. You're joking one. me. One. She put that on Twitter and uh, followed by a load of angry faces. And as we said with the great Pete Carroll just a couple of weeks ago, Emojis are how you express emotion, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and lots of angry faces says to me she's really pissed off. Pissed off. It's going on years. He's, he's, he has a very checkered past with things we won't that's get into here. That's what's coming out now. It's not you know we're he might get a solicitor level, but that are. Uh, I mean, uh, Paul Kimmage done an article during the week, and the, it will blow your mind. I read it. Unbelievable uh, madness, and obviously, Mister Delaney. Has been is yeah. still on the run in Brazil. Have they found him? He was never in Brazil, was he? Is he in a forest with Sinead O'Connor or something? <laughs> is that where he is? It just gets worse with him, doesn't it? Like it, well, the, the Olympics. If look, I know John Delaney is something you could spend hours talking about, right? But let's just stick with the Olympics here, right? Because this whole Pahiki situation has genuinely drawn whatever about the, the situation with the boxers. That was awful to see this year. But Pat Hickey has drawn the attention away from the likes of the Adenovan brothers. Yeah. Away from 
the likes of Annalise Murphy. Yeah, the good news you stories. He, he, I mean, he's butchered them. Yeah, yeah like Saskatoidi, who we had on this podcast just last year talking about the Olympics. How hard she worked along with Andrea Brewster to get to the Olympics. And all that good work is slightly overshadowed. Uh, no, I'm not speaking for Saskia. But to me, looking at it, I'm kind of like, these athletes who worked their arse off have now been overshadowed by this gimp for personal gain. Yeah. I mean, internationally, we look very, very bad. Yeah. We do. Um, the Olympics itself looks very bad, especially with allowing the Russians to perform. Like yeah, they're, well, banned, we, they're banned from the Paralympics. Look, the, the Olympics sh- should have never been in Brazil. Rio. Yeah. No. Fact. Anybody who thinks the Olympics isn't just a money-making racket is naive beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you said, it's come out now with so many people. It's come out like uh, a train. And, and, and No, and but about Pahiki's personality himself, he seems to be a right. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, Allegedly. He allegedly. Has, allegedly. He's very checkered past, even with politicians. and mm. Like, look, everybody is innocent until proven guilty, but all I'm saying is the evidence that the Brazilian police are putting forward certainly would suggest at this point that something is shady and he has a hand in it. Did you see when um, uh, there was a piece where Paul Howard um, met Pahiki? Mm-hmm. For the Tribune, wasn't it? Yeah, for the Sunday mm-hmm. Tribune. And Pahiki was like, uh, yeah, I was one place off from making the Olympics in judo in 76. And then Paul Howard then did a piece with the president of the judo association. Never heard of him or something. <laughs> no, he wasn't even in the like the league standards. <laughs> yeah. But that's He's a the, they, they keep referring to Hickey as a politician. Mm. And he certainly seems to act like yeah, exactly I, like I, one, I yeah. think he thinks he's a politician. But in this country, you know, people who are on the boards of these like a console now will disappear what happened there. Yeah. yeah. Because Hickey's 100%. took that over. Yeah. But there's an awful greedy fucking element. You know, the government fund these places. They don't do audits to see where the money goes. No. Prime time look into it, for example, and the fucking thing blows up. Mm. But it's it's this country has there's such an element of jobs for the boys and there's such a nepotism t- culture and there's such it's not what you know it's who you know in this country oh, listen, and do. the higher you go or the more you rise towards kind of the elite of society there's a lot of inner fucking circles man yeah, it do. and, and like know. for countries to run you know there has to be a certain element of who you trust you do this and we'll do that and we can get it boxed off but I mean it's the greed yeah. you know yeah. Like at what point did your man Kelly from Console need three thousand eight hundred euro a week right. written into his bank account? Yeah. What you did know. the demo say? Greed is the knife and the scars are deep. deep, absolutely. Is Console now apologies if I'm wrong and correct me if I'm wrong, but is Console the one where your man lied about his sister committing suicide? No. Console is the suicide help. Suicide awareness charity. Yeah, but um, your man that set it up, is he the one that lied about his sister committing suicide? He said that he had been bereaved through suicide, but people weren't sure as to 100% as to what he was referring to. Right. I think his wife at a dinner party referred to one of his family members yeah. that had died through it. But he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a known con man. Right. He, I, I, he conned in his previous job, didn't he? Yeah, and he yeah. was brought up for that now yeah. as well. He, but then they gave him another job. Like I, I'll be honest, like I've seen the, the headlines and I've seen bits of it on the news. I didn't read too deep into the consulting, but when i seen that story, I bookmarked that and I never went back to it. So that's why I'm saying, please correct me if I'm wrong, because I wouldn't like to make such an allegation without... Yeah, I, I look at... I, I, just a lot of stuff been said about your man Kelly. Yeah. I don't think anybody really knows a whole lot about him. Do they, I can't remember the Is he in the country? Yeah, sure. It, He's drawn the dowel. Him and the wife are, are getting the dowel. 
which is when you think about it, it's insane. Like self-employed people who ran a business for fifteen years won't pay, get a pay it all, pay it all their taxes, yeah. done everything properly, and are not entitled to diddly fucking squat no. in the dole. But this absolute gimpatron who sets up a, a charity milks it for his own gain. Yeah, he, and he's down the dole putting hand out. He had a credit card in a nun's name. The nun was only ever in the building once. Only ever spoke to them once. He said, "Look, we'd love you to come back, you know, and help us out." Would you sign this to say, you know, that you were here with us and you'd be willing to speak to bereaved people? Jesus. And the credit card was in the nun's name. You're joking. Yeah. Complete gangster. Just, no morals just. at all. No, no. Yeah. No. And he, he, mil- he milked yeah. But look, at back to the Olympics. And not to throw a spin on it or to try to sound like I'm being... If Paddy Barnes and Michael Conlon and a few people involved knew what was going to happen, as they have said, we had an idea this was going to happen. With Hickey? No, with the, the, the judges and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should they have went ahead and fought? Well, see, here's the thing. It's 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 a question that I think is well worth asking, but the, the flip side of it is always going to be kind of, for them, their end game is always getting to the Olympics and winning the medal. If they've worked their balls off for how many years to get there, are they going to let the possibility of a dodgy judge put them off? Or are they going to get there, believe in their own ability, and think, I'm going to make it beyond a doubt? Now, Michael Conlon, as it turned out, did make it beyond a doubt, but the judges still shafted him. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. They should have went, yeah, because this goes on even in the National Stadium at the amateur boxing. So, it's an amateur, it's a problem within amateur boxing, and it's not a new problem. It's been going on for years and years and years. Yeah, but at the. the, the you don't expect stage. it to happen at the Olympics in certain points. If though. it's the highest stage of. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, but people have been getting robbed for years. They, when Conlon got robbed, all the the broadcasters were alluding to the fact when Roy Jones Jr. got robbed. So look at Evander Holyfield. Floyd Mayweather got robbed. Remember Evander Holyfield? He got robbed as well. So it's been going on. It's not. Well, new. He was he was robbed by the ref as opposed to the judges, I guess. But still, like same sort of. But J- Jones Jr. and uh, Floyd Mayweather were robbed in the same fashion as Michael yeah. Conlon. So it's not new. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know about the history of right. Just obviously, it's really out there, but it's yeah. just. It's yeah. it, uh, the, the, the Michael Collins. The Michael Collins post fight interview was heartbreaking. Yeah, I found but, it very heartbreaking. Look, here, here's one of the key elements of all this for me is you look at Rio and you compare it to London 2012. I genuinely felt after London 2012 there was an an unbelievable feel good factor about sport in general, especially about the likes of Olympic sports that. You wouldn't watch only for they there every four once every four years. Do you know what I mean? Like who watches archery and shooting and all that sort of nonsense? Like I don't make an effort to go and tune into gymnastics, but in the Olympics, yeah, I watch it. Like you know what I mean? And just with Rio, it was just everything was Rio. Just strong. everything went tits up. Yeah, I mean the. And I think as well, though, in fairness, I think uh, I think the British broadcasters that we have or that we have in the channel are BBC and stuff like that and Sky and all. Like they were happy to see Rio go tits up because London was so good. BBC definitely would have. They were, they, were the de- they were delighted. But even that, even the broadcasting thing, like people getting, like literally, there are people who have been given lifetime bans from Twitter because they made a GIF of something from the Olympics, and the Olympics have people literally scanning Twitter for this because they have this exclusivity deal, and they're so strict about it that any motion. Like so, like a move, and so not just a picture, but like it has to have motion in it. It has to be a live picture or whatever that is detected outside of the official broadcast partners. They threaten with legal action. So a three-second gif has got this person banned from Twitter for life. 
it's ridiculous. Like but even the footage of the, the people money making racket um, outside the stadium for their tickets, and you can see two lanes, you know, of traffic behind them. Yeah, and a minibus pulls up, and about eight young lads get out. The minibus drives off. The young lads go out of the picture. They come in back into the picture and they teeth everybody in the queue. Yeah. You're joking me. Yeah, and just leg it off. I'm sure there's nobody at the events. That's the whole point. It's crazy. Absolutely. Like, and Even the athletic stadium wasn't full. Look, but look, it's not Madness. just the Olympics, lads. We're going to have a World Cup in a country that is building stadiums for the population of what, Galway? But sure, the, the country isn't like, even built yet. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> Like, how how does anybody think... Yeah, it's it all corrupt. Sense? It's all corrupt. It's absolutely ridiculous, carry on. Um, the, the Paralympics is being uber shafted. The Paralympics now, um, so the Olympics went over budget, kind of as the Olympics was going on. So it has had a knock-on effect on the Paralympics. So the Paralympics budget now has been cut by 50%. So Team Ireland won't know kind of the effects. They arrived uh, today, Sunday. Um, they won't know the effects on the ground until they get there. Do you know what I mean? But, like, you might have uh, wheelchair users uh, get ready for public transport and there'll be steps up to the bus. Do you know? It's a disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. Um, mentioned politicians a couple of minutes ago, lads. Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton both register quite high on the psychopath scale, at least according to Oxford University. So, I don't know, if, have any of you ever seen this, the, the psychopath scale? Um, I did, but I couldn't really read it. I've seen something on Twitter. So basically, there's a test that has been devised that you answer certain questions about certain things. So like, you know, do you feel guilty if you hurt somebody? Are you willing to, you know, basically step over somebody for personal gain? Um, Is your end goal power or money? All these kind of things that like sort of basically separate your personality and this kind of thing. And they work through it and all that. But someone, I can't remember who or what the name is, but they devised this scale to measure it on so it's done on a point scoring system and (laughs) El Donald God bless him scored higher than Hitler fuck Hillary's no saint either though Hillary's not too far behind him Donald scored 171 I think the maximum he scored is 200 I think Donald scored 171 Hitler was 169 on this Idiot Man was I think 177 and Saddam Hussein is the highest on it with 180 something Hillary though a hazard a guess that what her score might have been did you not just say 155 no 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 I thought you said 155 that's 150 something yeah I can't actually remember now because you put 55 in my head I'm like, is that 55 <laughs> I, think it might I thought been, you just said it I think it might have been 147 <laughs> but anyway look she's you know what I mean Jesus Christ also features on this in the top 10 <laughs> so, if he's real yeah. and have you got the test uh, no no because you have to pay to take it and I'm not willing to do that <laughs> <laughs> Um to but, pay to take it well the, a decent version of it I found a couple of versions online that you can take that what are some of the questions like like so you know basically it measures empathy it measures all this order, like as I was saying Gandhi was on it and he was 115 yeah Gandhi's so is that good or well, bad yeah. well it just shows that he had psychopathic tendencies like everybody has psychopathic yeah, tendencies some, but, yeah. but it's kind of how far they go like so you'll see a lot of political figures on it purely because there's an element of ruthlessness there's you know like they'll do whatever they have to to get the job done personal gain they're willing to do a bit of backstabbing if they can see the greater good or not greater good in that case you know if Hillary has any self-respect the first thing she'll do because she's going to get it isn't she I mean she's supposed to be one to five on 
the, the PCL or model of psychopathy is what they use to measure it. Um, it's it's interesting. Like it's a, a guy called John Ronson brought out a book before about like am I a psychopath or something like that. Um, it's very interesting, but I just thought it was mad the way Donald scored a little bit higher than Adolf. Like you know. Mm. I pity, uh, my heart goes out to Trump in a way. I think in <laughs> politics, you need a bit of a... Head the ball. A bit of an agent. Like, but is he a bit of an agent? Yes, like, he is. He's getting, he's getting the votes where it matters. Like, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get it, right? I don't think he's going to be the president of the United States. What odds is he? He's about four to one now. I think Hillary's one to five. Um, but in, I think in politics, you need an element of... Mm. Bit of a bit of a header. He has Nigel Farage on his side now. I've seen that? Yeah, yeah, that's outrageous. Look, here's I kind of agree with what you're saying, Gary. Personally speaking, if you put Donald Trump and Hillary in front of me and ask me to pick one, I <laughs> I'd pick Donald. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think Hillary does have it sound up, but I would not be surprised if Donald actually runs a closer than people think. Mm-hmm. I'd put it this way: I wouldn't be surprised if Donald won the popular vote, but Hillary got in on the College of Electric because that's the one that matters. I genuinely Do you think he'll get in the popular row? Like Al he, Gore did, but he didn't get the... No, 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 no. So the American system is weird. So the president is elected by the College of Electorates who basically vote for the the candidates based on what their constituencies kind of say. But they don't have... It's weird. Like there's, I think there's a couple of states that have like binding things that says they have to vote how their constituency says, but there's others that have a free vote. So you could have a constituency that says we're 100% Hillary. But the guy with the electorate vote, the College of Electors, could be like, nah, Trump's my guy. And so, um, that's the important one. The popular vote, in essence, it, it does matter, but not as much as the College of Electors. So, public opinion might say, we want person A. But College of Electors might be, we want person B. Do you and think person Trump B Trump has a chance of winning the popular opinion? Yeah, I do. I think as the weeks go, boy, and look... He's changed his campaign. He's brought in different people because he knows he has to slightly change the tone. But I think there are a lot of people who are kind of slightly warming up to that. Fuck the PC crowd. You know, we've had this status quo with politics for too long. This guy's going to shake it up and I believe he's going to shake it up. Yeah. Plus, Hillary has a lot of baggage. A lot of baggage. Didn't Bloomberg News Agency, they they ran a documentary about the Clinton Foundation. Mm. Yeah. Suggesting why it might be ropey and, and I think they were blown away that Bloomberg actually ran it because mm. Clint, the Clintons over the years had a good relationship with them. Yeah. I think that they've, you know, they've a huge um, viewership in, in America. Um, and people see that shit and they go, you know what? But people forget like George W. Bush got in. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump's worse than George W. Bush. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying who's worse and who isn't but I mean George W. was on boards for oil companies that had raided countries for years. Yeah. Um, the people weren't aware on, of that though hang on, hang on. while he was going for presidency you know? yeah, that but only an, came an, out an, after he left an office an element would have been fully aware of it yeah, yeah but he dismissed it every time but hang on hang on right lads does anybody actually believe Donald Trump is going to build a wall or does anybody actually believe he's going to be able to ban Muslims he's not of course he's not well he's saying it though he's yeah, saying it's enough to it. be offensive but should it end can he say he's going to do lots of things that he hasn't done it's just the opposite spectrum he's ended up saying he's going to do lots of great things Donald is saying lots of dodgy fucking things that people are becoming like it's a bit close to the bone isn't it? the man is still going to eat a taco bell he's still going to hire Mexican people to work in Trump Tower like do you know what I mean come on like come it, off it 
he he's he's saying what he has to say to get the votes. But I mean, he he done an interview thirty years ago, and he said, if I ever run for presidency, I will run as a Republican, and I will get a lot of votes because they believe anything they see on Fox News. Yeah, <laughs> he's you know, not, and he's not wrong. He's insane. And I mean, he, he has kept that logic. Yeah, but I mean. But, you know, by no means should anybody think he's a gobshite. He's a very, very clever he, man. Yeah, he, pl- he, I think he plays up to a character very mm-hmm. well, if I'm being honest. Um, I'm not saying he would be a good president or a great president, but I don't know. I just think, uh, look look at how much Bill Clinton has aged. Look at Bill Clinton when he's a president, and look at Bill Clinton now. Hillary has sucked the life out of them. Bill Clinton used to that play... Was Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Clinton used to smoke cigars, play the saxophone, drink and be an all-round boss. Yeah, he does look, look very, at him, man. You know, he looks I, very, I, old. Always, looks very old as well. I always thought Clinton was the image of the Kennedys. Yeah. I used to think there's something there. I wouldn't be surprised. Did you ever see that photo of a young Clinton meeting JFK? No. Eerie. There's something there, isn't there? He's the image of the Kennedys, man. The Kennedys and... Um, what's the other What's The Roosevelts. The Roosevelts, man. That goes deep. If like if you're into conspiracy theories and shit like that, the Roosevelt runs deep, man. Yeah. Like FDR, Teddy Roosevelt, like the entire situation is just Netflix actually has a series on the Roosevelt's. I suggest watching that before. If you if you're gonna go into a conspiracy theory on the Roosevelt's, watch the Netflix series first. Is it a series then, documentary or Yeah, it's kind of a documentary about them, yeah, you know? Do you know Teddy Roosevelt is the reason that they're called Teddy Bears? Really? Really? Yeah, true story, yeah. yeah. Never knew that. I love his facts. <laughs> fucking at, you never see them coming. <laughs> um, wait till next week. Oh, wait till next week. Gonna be just throwing facts out left, right and centre. Trying to sound intelligent in front of a scientist. Because oh, next week we're going to be joined by Dr. Cara Augustenborg, climate scientist lecturer of UCD. And uh, in a first for us here at the award winning What's the Story podcast, it's going to be broadcast live on Facebook. Oh, not her Facebook, mind you, but her Dr. Facebook. Dr. Carla's oh. Facebook. At her um, request. Yeah, so she said, yeah, I'd love to do it. Do you mind if I put it on Facebook live? And we were like, absolutely, go for it, yeah. So get me hair done, my nails done, mm-hmm. get me tan, me You've your teeth done, so that's sorry. You don't have exactly, me teeth yeah. done. My teeth are just perfect. Um, <laughs> so so if you're listening to this and it's before Tuesday, make sure you get on the Facebook, you find Dr. Carla Augustenborg, give it a like, Tune in on Tuesday evening and you'll get to see this live. See how this works. And today is Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're listening to it after Tuesday, just wait for the podcast to come out. So if you were in America, you'd vote Trump. Over Hillary. It's crazy. It's not, though. I think it is. I, de- I, I agree that Hillary has her baggage, but... Do you they're two bad, really bad candidates. They are, they are horrendous candidates. And I don't know enough, um, about, I haven't been following it. I followed it at the start, where I was of the belief, Trump can't get on this ticket, and he got on the ticket. Now I'm saying, but Trump can't be president. Against. Trump can't be president. But look at, now look he's at president. how... He's probably going to be president. But I look, said the same with George W. Bush. Look at how he's done it, though. Look at, like, I mean, things like, he comes out straight out, and he's like, crooked Hillary, and that's stuck. Mm-hmm. That's how people are referring to Hillary now. Crooked Hillary. That's a thing now. It's not just Hillary. He's borderline racist, though. I think the things he says to some lions that are a bit, oh, shit, I wouldn't like to be saying that. But a lot of his supporters in the South that he's done talks with are all former clan members and all. Look, I can see why people find him offensive. I, I don't know you can say he's racist. 
I'm sure he is, but I mean, <laughs> he hasn't said anything. I mean, okay, I'm going to build a wall so the Mexicans can't get in. Yeah, that's not racist at all. It's not, though. Uh, we oh, won't let Muslims into the country. That's not racist at all. No, you can't hang, on, it's not, hang, though, on, hang on, there's a misconception here. Because we're not going to let Muslims into the country is a statement. However, <laughs> when you expand on what was actually said, it makes sense. Because he's saying, we're not going to let Muslims into the country if they have a dodgy background. There's a huge difference. He wants to, to basically have them vetted, which is fine. It should be the case in every country. I mean, anybody could get off that fucking ferry in Dunleary. Well, the ferry isn't in Dunleary anymore. Well, when it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? No, it's gone. Is the sea cut there? No. That's gone about a year. That's Two years. What's down there? Nothing. Is the yin got there? <laughs> <laughs> the what? The yin got. Remember, bring out the darky island and all. Is that gone? Oh, that's gone. Everything's gone in. Eh? The HSS up in Belfast. Anyone could get in, in at that fucking Dublin port <laughs> and you wouldn't know who they are. No, but seriously. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But sure, I mean, look, you hear about it and like it was popularized in a TV series, Love, Hate, but the fact that it was done on that TV show was because there's a lot of people that do it. They swan in and out on that boat because they know Security is lax. Easy way for me to smuggle drugs and now this country's on that boat. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, we're, we're very open in, in Ireland. We really are. Like, I mean, you know what? You can get in fucking any which way. But uh, this this sound mad. But, I mean, when Larry Murphy got out and he went to the airport and all that business. Oh, you always hold me breath for a second when Gary comes out with something. <laughs> no, but in all honesty, so we knew, we knew he hit Amsterdam. We knew he hit Barcelona. And then we found out that his passport had expired, so he needed to come back to get it signed off and all that. But yeah. there was panic. Like, I mean, I remember leaving to go to work and saying to Gemma, would you just please lock yourselves in the house till I come home? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? What, what would you do? What do you mean? Gemma's tougher than you. Yeah, but I'm deadly at slapping. <laughs> no, but honestly, though, it, 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 it creates a fear factor. And, like, what? Ireland, are, we're an open duck here to get fucking you, something happen. You've hit the nail on the head, eh? It creates a fear factor, and that in Ireland is the worst thing in the world because the do-gooder brigade then is putting shit up everywhere and causing hysteria. How many times, how many times during the year do you read about the man in the van mm. around schools, or Larry Murphy has been spotted here? Oh, you know, Danny, what's his name? Who's your man that got bit up in Dunleary Garda Station? Yeah, yeah. Or something was it? Can't remember his name. It wasn't he got me anyway. Absolutely bothered. Big but ginger fella, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Danny Murray, that was a. You was it actually Murray? No. no. Okay. Are you insinuating something? No. <laughs> Are we gonna have to liable each other? <laughs> um, chapter sixty-one, the last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> it has been fun. Um, but you know what I mean? Like this mass is here. Oh, he's being spotted here. He's being spotted there. And then you get everybody sharing it, like, and then you know the Facebook tough man. Oh, here I came around here. Oh, he'd rip his balls off, and it. You do nothing. Mm. You well, he got battered. <laughs> we probably went slightly off Neither topic there. We did. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're sitting ducks, lads, if we, if there was to be some form of a terrorist attack. Oh, elaborate on that for me. Everywhere well, really is there. The, the, the guards are completely pissed off. They don't want to be there. They're underpaid. Understaffed, right. under-resourced. Okay. Couldn't give a shit. I don't know if I'd say I couldn't uh, give a shit. I would no, say no, they're no, a little uh, bit disillusioned yeah, no, that like, maybe they'd want things to I shouldn't better. have said that. I, I take that back, Rob Kavanagh. Um... <laughs> I think they do a very underappreciated job. They do, yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard job, in fairness. Our army, I'm not an expert on our army, but I know a few people in our army. 
and I wouldn't have a lot of faith in them. I wouldn't leave them in charge of a packet of Rolo. Um, I'd just like to say our armed forces have been used on many a peacekeeping mission and are a credit to the country. Yeah, Why would you need someone to look after a pack of Rolo? That's, that's the point. Some fuckers <laughs> always run around the last one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, you, you, are we a neutral country anymore when there's American no, no, planes fucking I, filling up in Shannon? The, the illusion that we are neutral was gone. That was gone years ago. War, like, you know what I mean? None's happened. We'd, we'd hang on to certain prisoners, but other prisoners would be allowed to sort of escape back to mm. their respective parishes. You've got your armbands there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a scary thing though, isn't it? But Trump, for me... I'd give him a go. If I was, if I had a vote, I'd be voting Trump. Yeah. I find him very offensive. Yeah. So I wouldn't be giving him a vote. Why I do you find him offensive? What has offended of the, you? Of, I've watched some of his talks and it's just completely irrational, ridiculous stuff. To think that he, as they say, would be the leader of the free world is outrageous. And now I know Hillary certainly has her financial baggage and stuff like that, but she's liberal when it comes to some of the stuff he says. Sure. And and to have a clown like Nigel Farage supporting you and and labelling him, introducing Nigel Farage as the man behind Brexit, the man behind Brexit who legged it after Brexit, I mean... But he only legged it because that was it. That, like, there's no reason for UKIP to exist anymore. Their sole mandate, their sole reason for existing was to get your uh, Europe away from Britain. And they've done that. So, But, but surely if you're a politician and you've won the vote... You want to make sure, uh, you want to be a part of that negotiating process with Europe. No, because ah, as he be said, no, but hang on, he's the one who's even said himself, no, all I cared about was getting that over the line. That's over the line. Nah, he now was found out during that whole process. He'd he lying was lying with stats and facts. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's an a arsehole. Schindler. The two he's of them like, are arseholes. He's a, he's a swindler to bits. Like, but that's, that's politics though, lads, Exactly. It? I mean, look, hang on a second. Hang on a second now. Are you... You know, you've openly said on this podcast before we had Shane O'Brien on it. You said you'd vote Sinn Fein. You're saying that Sinn Fein have never told Fibber two down the road. No politician no. has, no. What? All politicians tell fibs. Oh, you said no politician no, has. I'm joking. Like you were very uh, open about your that you'd be voting <laughs> Sinn Fein. Yeah, which I did. And they've had some ridiculous. Like I mean, if you're past. talking about checkered histories and <laughs> lads, uh, <laughs> no, but hang on, no, hold on to the coin, Graham. Just let me make my point. <laughs> Sinn Féin have some fantastic politicians Pierce Doherty, Mary Lou I really like your man Owen O'Brien but I mean as long as Jerry is around he's holding them back it's a complete fact I do quite like your man Owen O'Brien yeah he's, he's very good, he's good he ran in Ballybrack Owen O'Brien yeah years ago Shin, never got Shin, in unfortunately well I say unfortunately I don't mean it because I wouldn't vote for him myself uh, but, unfortunately but Ballybrack has never and I can't see it in our lifetime ever to turn on a Sinn Féin candidate no, they won't. It's it's a harsh reality fact. Like, of <laughs> politics. Like, do you know what I mean? And and we possibly all know why to a certain degree. But I mean, <clears throat> look, uh, Sinn Fein. I don't think in our lifetime they will ever be the majority party. I don't think. I, I don't know. See, this is the thing. The last election threw up some very interesting things. Like, and depend on how cute Fianna Fáil are with this situation of propping up that kind of minority government. It could either play very well for Fianna Fáil or it could play very well for Sinn Féin. Really depends on how Michal Martin goes about it. Mm. But then the minute for Sinn Féin gather momentum, something happens. Yeah, something mm. will inevitably. You know, something happens, yeah. I mean, even look, even looking at most recently, like, you know, 
like I follow Jerry Adams on Twitter. I think his tweets can be very good at times. But he was watching Django and he <laughs> tweeted a Balamina. I'm not going to say the word mm-hmm. because you know, but even that, I mean, yeah, he's, there he, must have been Sinn Fein members going, <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. But that's my point in that he's holding them back, and there will, like, there's a lot of very intelligent people in Sinn Fein now. They'll be, yeah. they'll be thinking the same way. There are a lot. Oh, of I didn't give them my number one vote, by the way. Richard Boy Barrett got me number the one. The same way there are a lot of very clever registered Republicans in America who may think Trump isn't the ideal man, but they're still going to back the Republican Party. Republicans in America and Republicans over here are completely different. We're not drawing Sinn Féin to Trump for, no, no. for a kind of although, compare and contrast. Although, if page. Trump was to turn up at a Wolftones gig, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, look, either way, lads, November's election is going to be a bit of crack, I think. I hope to God he We should go there. over it. We should do a podcast over there. Over in America? Yeah, yeah. We get some of the pay for Anybody that's listening that wants to sponsor WTS pod heading over to cover the election. <laughs> we'll go to Rockefeller Square. No, we go to Las Vegas to cover it. I'm sick of going to Vegas. Too long a flight, man. <laughs> go to New York. Do all the shopping off Fifth Avenue. Yeah. I'm worn out, lads. <laughs> I'm worn out. Good, though. Good topics. Yeah, yeah no, it's been fun. Like, you know, it's not relevant. Is, is Rattin else the you want to talk about, Gary? Look at him. Look at him. He's fighting back now, look. Terry's wrecked me. It's nice to hear till fucking train in the morning. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take you 12 hours to download this podcast. Yeah. Um, no, we talked about Hickey. I want to talk about Hickey. Yeah. We gave Hickey his, his, uh, his bit of airtime. So everybody is. There's people who are talking about a far more. I mean, Second Captain's doing a brilliant podcast on it. Oh, they did. I have it. Uh, yeah, I have it tagged. I'm gonna have it cute. I'm gonna have it. They don't have a bad podcast. I don't listen to their gal ones. No, I, bog ball. No, I, I can't take to the guy. No, I like I watching guy, but I just, no, I just can't take. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried to take to hurling because it's a fierce, manly sport. And Jesus, God bless anybody who plays that thing. You'd want to be a mad yolk. I just can't take to it. Can't take to it, and I wouldn't watch it. But you know what I will say, lads, and um, the passion in lads that play guy. And their dedication mm. and our fucking drive is fantastic. Even yeah. at even at, you know, small club level. Mm. Yeah. I, I see all the young lads coming in in and out, they'd be say playing for Rat New or Wicklow and they're really passionate and they're really into it. It's deadly to see. To, to an to an extent. But this touches on what we talked about earlier with grown men wearing jerseys. If I go on my holidays <laughs> I do not want to bump in to Seamus from Ballyharness wearing Ballyharness GAA club jersey the parish up the parish Italian. and his Summer missus slam. his missus wearing the earrings that match yeah. the jersey <laughs> Summer Slam WWE was on last week and a chap in a Mayo jersey was sitting front and centre giving out stink like I mean what are you wearing a fucking Mayo jersey you're a grown man put on a shirt it's probably even let him in do you know what I mean it was a great watch though wasn't probably it? stank at BR as well man <laughs> what were you like when you spotted him it was like are you? I didn't I actually didn't watch that part but I seen that bit on internet where somebody had put up uh, a screen grab yeah and I was like I guarantee he had a bunch of keys on his jeans <laughs> yeah <laughs> wearing an old shitty pair there's of a lot of old, that's for the patio down the extension there's a lot of I always say right he has the diamond jumper you know the old kind of 80s golf style jumper he has black trousers um, the real 80s 90s black trousers he has the keys hanging out of the hip yeah. you know off the classic what, what, what would you call that a joint key ring? No, <laughs> a bunch of keys. Your belt hoop. Your belt. Yeah, he has them hanging off the belt hoop, 
and then he has a pair of Velcros on. Beautiful. <laughs> I see him about <laughs> two or three days a week. But well, you need to get a picture with him. I will not. Here's, uh, Put it up on the yeah. Facebook page. Just to, just on the, the top in the Mayo jersey and on GAA jerseys, O'Neill's. <laughs> it's the year 2016. If Nike can do it, if Adidas can do it, if Reebok can do it, if Puma can do it, so can you. Make a jersey you can wear for more than an hour before it stinks of B.O. <laughs> GAA jerseys have the ability to retain stink Worse than any other material in the world. Like I've never worn one, but they. Do you know you used to have the Dublin jerseys? No, you used to always go to the Dublin matches away. away you know, you went for the for the piss up. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, great days. It's true, man. There's nothing. I've been on darts surrounded by bog ball warriors and a stink of bo. Uh, the fabric doesn't look aerated, so it's like mm. being wrapped in fucking. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Um, poly polyester. Poly probably, something. Is it? Yeah, one of the polys. Made, like, made in Taiwan. Like it actually, it retains that smell. That the second somebody twitches an arm, this wave of bo shoots out, <laughs> and it's the women as well because women wear them fierce when they're outside the pale. You know? <laughs> outside the pale, <laughs> they do. Tell you, only in Ireland, lads. I don't know. I just grown men in jerseys, GAA football, rugby jerseys, whatever the case we're is. Pr- we're probably going to get lashed out for this. We are going but to get you know stung out. I haven't said that. Bring it on. Yeah. We've nothing new there. I must actually. Sorry. I don't know why this has just popped into my head. I was actually meant to say this at the start of the podcast. In work, we have developed a biscuit review club. Now, I know this is a huge jump. I've no idea why it came into my head. It just popped back into the back of my head there, right? Sometimes the working week can be a bit slow and a bit shitty. So, Wednesday being hump day, we decided, do you know what? Once a week, somebody has to bring in a packet of biscuits... We're all going to sit around with a cup of tea and review said biscuits. It's the best thing we've ever done, lads. Go away. It's unbelievable. Lin- Lindsay would love that. Yeah, Lindsay, if you're listening, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. So myself, Anto and Grace have started this biscuit club. This week, Anto provided the biscuits. Milka. The bar. Exactly. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. No, they have biscuits. Go away. Milka biscuits. Now, I believe somebody brought them back from the continent. Uh, for them, but um, they were actually wafer on the inside. I was expecting a biscuity crunch, but it turned out to be wafer. Were they so, nice? Um, I think they would have done. I think the general consensus was they were nice. You wouldn't buy them for yourself, but if they were put on a plate in front of you, you'd eat them. You'd be you'd be satisfied with it. But they could do with a stint in the fridge. So it'd be, it'd be a little bit slippy on the fingers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think they scored an average of about six out of ten. But just on the topic, I was just wondering if you fine gentlemen would like to recommend a biscuit to me that I can bring in for the biscuit club. And I want people to tweet us then as well, at WTSPod with their favourite biscuits. Well, my favourite biscuit is just a plain chocolate digestive, but you couldn't bring them in. Why? You'd be ridiculed. Ah, you, you need to give it a bit of variety. You, you need to give it a bit Caramel of... Caramel ones? No. Would you, not, would you not be into a car- toffee pop? Would you be into a toffee pop? No. no. The Too biscuit small. part, if it's very cheap... It is, in fairness, it is. It, it, there's a shine off it, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. suggests to me that it's sprayed in sugar glaze or something. Yeah, okay. Why don't you bring in... Do you know what I think is a solid runner that people overlook, and it's a consistent yet brilliant biscuit? I don't know the name of it. I'm going to have to describe them and hope you know what I'm talking about. I get them in the Littles, right? And I think they just call them butter biscuits. But I don't know why. So they're square-shaped, 
and the top layer is chocolate. The chocolate kind of sticks out over the edge a bit. And is, and is the, there like a, d- a design around it, like like a car, like a cornice, and you'd see on the ceiling? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're really, really yeah. thin. Yeah, and then the kind of there's a biscuit base underneath it, but yeah, yeah. you don't notice a biscuit base because the chocolate sticks out further than it. They're unbelievable. The chocolate is panelled onto it perfect. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't be dipping them in tea. No, 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 no. no that ruined them. <laughs> that ruined Hobnobs. them. Chocolate hobnobs are. They're very dry. No, the chocolate ones aren't. They're still very dry. Really? Yeah, they come out in your poo and all. <laughs> the 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 bit like it's it's very very rough. Very of, rough. Bit, you know of, bit I mean? of roughage in them. Bit of roughage. I am. Um, look, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think the people of the world need to enjoy a biscuit over Wednesday or a hump day. Is it only a Wednesday, is it? It's only a Wednesday thing. That's a pressure question. Uh, I know, I just sprang it on you. So I was meant to bring it up much earlier in the podcast, but I completely forgot. To you see, now. your man t- blew his out of the water by bringing in a milk a biscuit. It's, yeah, you yeah, need to go and geez. find something. Yeah. Drive have down, you had the toffee drive crisp down to biscuits? or something. Toffee crisp biscuits. biscuits. Have you had them? I yes, wasn't even, I wasn't even they're aware lovely. of such a lovely and the arrow biscuit. Uh, oh, the arrow biscuit, yeah. a wisp of biscuit. Have you had a wisp of biscuit? No, no. mother of Jesus, wisp of biscuit, a wisp of biscuit, <laughs> whisk of biscuits, <laughs> a whisk of biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing of beauty. Well, well I always just get chocolate bourbons or custard creams. No, can't go wrong the, with the, those bad boys. Custard cream is the biscuit of a man who enjoys looking at a sister. You don't have a sister, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a custard cream. No. I love custard creams. Dip I love macados, lads. You wouldn't no. dip them, though. No, I wouldn't be into macados. Would you dip them? Ah, yeah. Dip it, fuck it. It's only tea. <laughs> <laughs> but all the tea. coconut gets the into the tea. Bit be in the tea. Wouldn't bother me, lads. Wouldn't be into that now. I had a chicken carmine the other week and there was coconut flakes in it. Really? Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have been happy with that. No, I wasn't originally. I wouldn't have been but happy with I that. But I tell now. you, I, I'll have it again. You weren't originally, but... You like what I'm saying, I you acquired a taste shit. for it, did you? I said, I'll give it a go. I'm not going to be ignorant and ring our man back up and say, Here, have you ever Take done that? Me. Yeah, come back up. Have huh? you ever rang them up to complain? I yeah. rang and complained to places, yeah. 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 Like, I would not before, have a problem. You, before you've eaten it or after eating it, or Both. Mid- midway through. <laughs> what to give us an example? But I got a chicken biryani, and a chicken biryani should be dry, completely mm. dry. And there was like in the bottom of the tray, there was like, like a sauce. And yeah, it just wasn't. I just wasn't having it. Like, and what, what what did you do? You rang up. I said, "You're after living up biryani. I'm not happy with it. Why aren't you happy with it?" I said, "There's a sauce down the bottom. It should be a dry dish." And what did he say? No problem. He sent you one up. And they sent you one up. Sent me one up and two naan bread. I tell you where it was a great chicken karma. Veda and cabin tilly. Oh, Veda. Veda is that up yeah. by um, Veda? Is it Veda? Veda. Up by the Mad Hatter. No, beside uh, the uh, the, the, the horse and hound. The Mad Hatter's in Blackrock. It's oh, gone right. years. It's a carpet. No, no. No, that's a different one. It's opposite the church in no, Cabin it's, it's beside the horse and hound. Right. In Cabin Is it's, it a restaurant as well? Yeah. It is a restaurant Unbelievable. Well. Yeah. It is sensational. And it is cleaner than clean. You've, really? ne- you've never had to ring them though, would you? After I've got something from them? Yeah. No. no. Who have you, what, what, what have you rang? Uh, Domino's. Uh, I've had to ring a local Chinese establishment that will name nameless <gasps> and say what like just that it was cold or um, it, well it was actually the wrong order but like there was two items that were the same but the rest of it was completely wrong 
So I was halfway through a quarter of my ride. I was halfway through it. So you were eating that in your recliner. Halfway, halfway through it. Yeah. We'll go and ring them. Yeah, halfway through it. And I was like, well, this curry's delicious. But I tell you what, they forgot everything else. So I'll ring them. And uh, What did they, they say? We just put like, it on your account? No, we'll drop it over. Sorry about that. So they dropped it over. And of course, they can't take the other food back because hassle. You know, health and safety. God knows what I would have done to that food had they taken it back and tried to give it to somebody else. You know what I mean? Do you know what I've discovered in McDonald's? Just before you jump in, what happened in Domino's? Yeah. Uh, Domino's sent me a pizza that I don't know what happened on the way. I don't know. (laughs) There's no toppings on it? I don't know how, but it resembled more of a calzone. I didn't order a calzone because the best of my knowledge, Domino's don't do calzones. Um. I don't know what had happened, but yeah, so the pizza was basically half, it was basically on top of each other. It looked mangled. It looked like not only had it been dropped, but it had been kicked up the driveway. <laughs> um, Probably was. And uh, they had put what resembled a kind of garlicky sauce, like drizzled it across the top, which is not something we'd be into. Um, somebody has since informed, this going back a couple of years ago, Somebody since informed that Donuts do these kind of posher pizzas that you can get, like, and they sometimes have these grizzly sauces on it. But anyway, so I rang up and I was like, look, mate, I'm not even going to bother tasting this pizza. Just, uh, <laughs> this isn't on. And he was like, oh, look, we're getting a new one up to you. Sorry about that. And I was like, that's not good enough. So I'm going out now. So I'm starving. Oh, blast. I said, you can send the pizza up. My brother's here. He'll eat it. <laughs> I was like, but, but, I said, this isn't on. I said, if you're not the manager. I want to speak to my manager. He's like, no, no, look, I am. I'll sort this out for you now. Um, just give me two seconds there. Pop me on hold. He comes back and he's like, listen, there's 25 euro credit on. There's a new piece on its way to you. That little kid. Happy days, yeah. But Domino's sometimes ring you the next day to see how the night before went. Really? Yeah, so I've often milled a pizza on a Sunday. They ring on the Monday. How was your pizza last night? Walking rotten. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. we'll put 20 euro credit on your account. Lovely. Beautiful. Do you Hang know on, Domino's has accounts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 put your number in. They'll say that's twenty seven. Yeah, that's twenty. Do you give them like your your card number? Right? No, 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 no. It's done by your phone number. It's done by your phone number. Like for I for I don't know. I ordered Domino's online once, right? And I was locked, and I changed the name. Uh, rather than my own name, I think I wrote down like Barack Obama or something stupid. <laughs> thought it was hilarious, right? Locked drunk. <laughs> locked drunk. Is that when you bought the lamp on eBay? <laughs> you were out drinking one time and you sent me an audio saying I'm after ordering Domino's and I'm after buying a lamp <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that lamp was in my room <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that caught me off guard sorry um, yeah I don't think it was Barack Obama I think I can't even remember I must check because I, I have a screen grab video because I rang and uh, your man was like, welcome to Domino's, blah, blah. And I gave me phone number and he's like, all right, you're not Barack Obama. <laughs> 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 and he just broke me shy laughing. And he was like, you have no idea how many times people put in, like, the Incredible Hulk and all this. <laughs> so your pizza get because the reason I done it was your pizza gets delivered and the sticker on the pizza will say the name on the account. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was being hilarious. Like, so <laughs> I haven't tried it with, like, you know putting dodgy names on it like idiot man or something like that you know what I mean do you know what I've sussed out at a drive-thru so you're, dri- you're up at the drive-thru and you make your order and then you go to the car park you go to eat it say let's say your order isn't there right so let's say I've ordered a McCruncher and a double cheeseburger what? from McDonald's what's a McCruncher yeah what's a McCruncher have you not had the McCruncher no 
If Lindsay Doyle is listening to this, she's having a stroke right now. <laughs> uh, the McCruncher is uh, bo- like it's like a hamburger, right? With you know those crispy onions. I don't like them. You don't see. like them. They're, they're like the tato. Big Mac, Big Mac. Uh, I sauce. don't trust them because you can buy them on the shelf. Yeah, in a yeah, in yeah, a fridge. yeah. No, no, I've you, seen them in a the fridge. Yeah, in a fridge as well. But you can buy them on a shelf, and they don't go off till about twenty nineteen. Mm. That's that's not a fucking onion, lads. <laughs> <laughs> but the McCruncher is just a hamburger with those um, crispy onion thingies on. And this, this, yeah, and Mac, uh, Big Some Mac so- sauce. Oh, Big Mac sauce. Yeah, and uh, slice of cheese. I'm always very like if I hear Big Mac sauce and something, something else, I want Big Mac. I'm, I'm I want instantly. Yeah. I think it's Big Mac sauce. It tastes like Big Mac because sauce. because McDonald's for years refused. They, they won't even give you a thing of Big Mac sauce. If you like, do you want sauce with that? Can I get a Big Mac sauce? No, no. Interesting. But so you park up right, and let's say you look at your 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 bag, your order, and it's not your order. It's a drive through, so you go back through the drive through, and you say, "Sorry, mate, you didn't get. It's the wrong order." What did you order? Let's say I said large Big Mac meal, uh, chicken nuggets, milkshake. You rock up. Uh, that's grand. Give you you go off away with two bits of food because they don't ask for the food back. But you've given a completely different order. Yeah, but you've gone the first time. You've got your food. You're in the car park with your. McCrunch and your double cheeseburger. You pretend that it's not so, the right order. You go back in. Your man comes. McDonald's, how can I help you? Sorry, mate. You gave me the wrong order. What did you order? You give them a brand new order. You go up. He goes, there you go. The next one. Go up and get your food. If I try that tomorrow. Yeah. And I get lagged out of it. It's happened me, lads. It's happened me more than once. See, I think you'd have to be cute. I think you'd have to order very popular items. You couldn't say, like, rock up and be like, yeah, it was a, a double quarter pounder with cheese with no onion. And uh, <laughs> it was a, a mint and strawberry milkshake uh, mixed together. But they don't you ask for the food back. Do you know what I mean? Well, they can't ask for it back. Yeah, so you're getting. And even if they did, I'd be like, I'm not taking a bite out of that. Yeah, you're after can, getting. Can deal. they not ask for it back? Oh, they're well, just going to throw it in the bin. Exactly. It's not like they can serve it again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not worth their while, really. Locked one night. Do it at about midnight in the car. Wait, I hear this one. I was locked one night. Don't remember it happening. The best story started with that sentence. I was arsing around on my phone. Fast forward seven hours later, I woke up. So what the fuck is that? Twenty nine ninety nine going down my bank. What the fuck is that? Got an email about four hours later. Gary, looking forward to seeing you. Please God in the Cincinnati members <laughs> um, meeting. Blah blah. We can recommend hotels. Is that and the other? What the fuck is this? I joined an A team fan club. Honest to God. Still get emails off them. An A-team fan The A-team. I was obviously going back looking at shit, the A-team and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. How I found that McDonald's trick was by accident, by the way. Okay. Lads, we've ran well over time. Yeah. <laughs> well, well over time. Just want to yeah. say, if you don't mind, the uh, listener of the show, Brian Goffrey's father passed away, so uh, condolences to the yeah. Goffrey family. Yeah. Thinking of you, Gaff. Absolutely, yeah, good family. Um, on top of that as well, um, we should say that our friend of the show, Paul Howard's new book, launches very soon, the 9th of September, 8th of September. Yeah, Game um, of Thrones. Game of Thrones featuring the beautiful colours of Seapoint Rugby Club on yeah. the cover. Um, so, and look. That's, that's two weeks in a row, Seapoint. <coughs> I was going to say, look, look that, that call is still out there, presumably people are looking to join. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. The tour team at Seapoint, the drinkers. Absolutely, the thirsty tours, yeah. And oh, look, even at that, lads, even at that, look, get home and support a local club, it's grand. Like. Also, uh, 
Good luck to Fergal Deva, Finn Balor and his injury. God yeah. love him. Previous guest, heartbreaking. Makes his pay-per-view debut. Wins, wins the title. Wins the title and gets out for six months. God bless him. Absolutely. Awful for him. Get well soon, Finn Balor. Get well soon. They're all the notes. That's it. Right, lads. Fitzpatrickcastle.com. Check them out. Pop up to the library bar or the dungeon bar and grill or PJ's restaurant, whatever you want. Just pop up. Have a walk around the gardens. Book yourself in for a night. Treat yourself and your partner. Well worth it. The look after you. The staff are absolutely fantastic up here. I'm at Dan John Buddy. Everywhere and anywhere. He's at Merrigan Mania. But the, the real thing you need to follow off the back of this is the one and only Gary Michael. Gary, I'll try that again. Gary, on the Twitter. I'm on the Twitter. And I'm at, I'm at Gary Michael. Beautiful. Are you offensive at all on the Twitter? No, no. God, no. Okay. If I'm drawn out by the likes of you... <laughs> <laughs> if I'm drawn out, drawn out, or listener, fan of the show, Dean Doyle likes to draw me out. <clears throat> okay, Jeez. he has those screen gabs, oh, screenshot city. And don't forget, if you're listening to this before Tuesday, what date is Tuesday? Thirtieth. Thirtieth. If you're listening to this before the thirtieth of August, we will. Be <laughs> the hell was that? Sound <laughs> 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 like you were choking or something? Let me pause while I say in August, man. Is that alright? Yeah. You snorted into the microphone earlier, don't you? Don't give me that was loud of laughter. Sure. I didn't sound like a dope. Um, there's no need for name calling. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely got your teeth done. <laughs> you fucking did. I know you did. I didn't get my teeth did. done. Oh, I uh, didn't get my teeth done. Lads, we'll settle this afterwards for you. <clears throat> 30th of August. If you listen to us by then, check out Carla Augustenborg's Facebook page. We'll be going live on that next week. Live, live. Um, uh, she's our guest, and we. She's a climate scientist, Dr. Carla Gustenborg. Um, she's done TED talks. She has written countless research papers. She's been to the Arctic and studied the ice, and she's got brains to burn. She will walk rings around me and Merrigan. So we're going to be on our best behaviour next week and try not look like idiots. <laughs> and she owns a polar bear. Uh, yeah, and his name is Derek. <laughs> <laughs> That bit will uh, we may need to correct next week when we talk to the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good one. It and uh, she's she's brilliant. Check out our TED Talk. She's done a, uh, one of them TED Talk things. It's on YouTube. If you just Google Car- Dr. Carla Gustenberg, it'll be one of the first things to pop up. Um, but look, that's it for this week. Gary, it has been one of life's greatest pleasures having you on this podcast. Never again. That's Can't wait to see you back for the Christmas Keep it lit. Is that playing a blinder? Thanks very much, man. My teeth are real. Merlo. Till next week, man. Good luck. Come on, God bless.